Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. One for trouble. Two for the base. Three for the ladies. And four for the blaze. Yo, yo, yo. It's that heat. That heat, that heat, that heat. It's that heat, yo. The heat coming thick down from Sao Paulo. Baking New York, shaking up the Apollo. Rhyme I ignite, people bite and swallow. But the way they recite it, it's sounding real hollow. Hollow like empty 40 ounce bottles. Holla at your boy if you want to date models. Brazilian beauties with booties that wobble. Movies like cooties that fog up your goggles. Yeah, I keep a hot full throttle. Beats bang out to keep your head on bobble. Instrumentally, I'm rich like Lotto. Fundamentally, I just can't follow or get sentimental with winners in my bros. Diving, ducking, dodging from high-low. Point bullets that turn bodies into John Doe's. I stay positive and rock mics because I go one for the trouble. The trouble, two for the bass, the bass, three for the latest, the latest, and four for the blaze, blaze. Slow down, baby. It's that heat, that heat, that heat. It's that heat. 
right. Microphone on. All right. We're ready to rock. Here we go. This show is sponsored by CoventryCreations.com. You're listening to Keep It Magic Radio. 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 Are you ready to make some magic? Jackie and Storm are putting the pieces together for you. Find out what planets are changing the game and how to harness that energy. Get the latest metaphysical perspective on hot topics. Learn how to make magic work for you. Nothing is too hot or personal for Jackie and Storm to handle. Visit our website weekly for articles, updates, and the latest information to transform your life at www.keepitmagic.com. Now here is Jackie Smith and Storm Sestivani. Welcome to Keep It Magic, everybody, where you will find every excuse to do so. This is Jackie Smith, and everybody fasten your seatbelts because I'm running the board today. I'm here with my brilliant and talented and amazing and BFF, Storm Sestivani. Hello. <laughs> we're about to go on another show of magical outtakes, some practical laughter, because we have Dorothy on today. Oh, I love me some Dorothy Morrison. <laughs> and so, you know, we're, it's, all about, it's all about magic today. So this is our um, when to curse and when not to curse show. And, of course, if you're going to talk about cursing, we need to bring Dorothy from Wicked Witch Studios. So... While you're here and while you're listening, there's going to be a lot of notes to take, and you're going to want to go to CoventryCreations.com where you can get all the different products we're going to talk about or the solutions we're going to talk about, and we really want you to do that because they're our sponsor, and they are the reason we get to be here playing on the radio. If you have a problem, an issue, money, prosperity, love, cursing, being cursed, whatever, we have a candle for that. So to reach Storm off the air, you can go to PsychicFriendsNow.com or you can like him on Facebook at Astro Gossip. To reach Jackie Smith, a.k.a. me, off the air, you can go to CoventryCreations.com or you can find me on Facebook under Coventry Creations or Jackie Smith or all those searches. And um, you can Twitter us and find us in all kinds of certain ways, but you will always find us on KeepItMagic.com, which is our home base for this show. So, hey, Storm. Hey, how's your how's your weekend? Um, it, it it went very very well. I mean, I mainly did a lot of studying and uh, uh, working on all of my million projects, and uh, uh, you know, working out. Yes, you have been. <laughs> you can't even stop working out. Wait, isn't there isn't in Kabbalah there supposed to be restriction because you're not experiencing that with your workouts? I am restricting. I could be doing it longer. <laughs> I'm talking to you on the phone, and and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm on the treadmill. <laughs> well, at least I wasn't fapping. I mean, that could be worse. <laughs> well, yeah, there's many different things that you could be doing which are worse, but, hey, what can I say? I'm grateful that it wasn't worse. Yeah, exactly. So we're talking about curses today. Yes. Have you cursed? Um. Yes. Okay. Have you regretted it? No. Okay. There you go. Um, I am the cursor of the pair here. <laughs> I'm. I, I should say more of a potty mouth between the two of us. But I have a question for you on cursing because we can go in, in a, a specifically righteous direction. Yeah. Have you read the book Wicked? Or yes, I have. It's there? one of my favorite books. Yeah. So I find it really fascinating, the different perspective. 
that you get from from the book, the different um, idea, the point of view. Mm-hmm. Because I remember looking at, I don't know, um, somebody was was sending something around right around the time when Wicked came out about, you know, here's this here's this Dorothy person that showed up in Oz, killing her sister, stealing her shoes, and t- making all her friends against her. You know, so mm-hmm. so I I thought, wow, that's cursing is is definitely a point of view because there's many times in in my youth in my early uh baby witch days where people thought I was an evil doer um, and there's pe- lots of people who still think I'm an evil doer so and that I need to be taken out <laughs> whatever that means <laughs> no, I know and I find that it's it's an interesting it's a very interesting point of view. It's, it, and even when um, I have an employee that puts me up on a pedestal too much, I'm like, oh, no, 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 because it's a really long fall. Yeah. And then you think I'm a horrible person. So just, just from my own perspective there, it's it's um, it can absolutely um, be somebody else's point of view, and, and so I have to take my take my own inventory. So what did you think about Wicked as, as a book, as a different um, perspective on this whole thing? The the main the main thing that I liked about the book is that if you just watch The Wizard of Oz, um, you get a perceptual idealism that um, Glinda mm-hmm. um, is all light and easy and joyful and all this other stuff. And when you read Wicked, you realize that she's anything but that. Um, uh, and being able to start to see something from that particular other perspective um, of an individual, you know, it, it, it reminded me more, Jackie, of what it, what it in many ways is like, like to grow up gay. Um, you have a girl that's born. She has some green, green weird skin. She can't bathe. Um, uh, uh, you know, she has a sister with no arms. Um, she has uh, uh, weird teeth. Um, uh, everything about her is in some ways different. And then you go out into the world and you are faced with all of this other reality in which um, everything is um, uh, a different way and people act in different ways and people look at you differently uh, for being who you are, and, you know, even though that I've never had a real problem in regards to being gay, I know that being different in regards to um, being creative, being intuitive, um, Mm -hmm. add that to um, being a a victim of sexual abuse, and add that to being gay. It is a recipe uh, that I think that is, uh, can be extremely difficult, and I think that the the book sums up very, very well. uh, that particular recipe in a very metaphorical sort of way and why certain people do things that they do um, in order to protect themselves. Agreed. Now, the, the thing about the book that, that I found was really interesting is, of course, the book, is, is I think, is really well written as as far as it really brings in our memory of what The Wizard of Oz was like from our childhood. So I, it made me stop and think about the Wizard of Oz as a story, yeah. and to say, Glinda the Good Witch was manipulative. Mm-hmm. They manipulated Dorothy and and her uh, merry band of misfits to do their dirty work that they had no business doing. Mm-hmm. 
So really, to me, The Wizard of Oz is, and Wicked is a book of cursing, mm-hmm. um, is a book of, of self-righteousness. And that's what cursing to me is, is you, you feel so righteous in your belief that, and, and sometimes rightfully so, that um, that you will go to that intense end. And and the thing about Wicked, um, from seeing the stage play and and reading the book, and and actually I listened to the audio book again, which gives it a completely different perspective because you start visualizing things in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, it really was about um, being uh, downtrodden, being um, disrespected, oppressed, yeah, oppressed. Thanks, thanks. That's the word I was looking for. And and that oppression, um, that oppression makes you the bad guy. Mm-hmm. We we oppress people because um, even uh, in our own lives, is we'll look at not interacting with somebody or not giving somebody a fair shake because um, what they are is different enough from us or frightens us enough. And that unfortunately is is a part of human nature that I'm not I'm not a fan of. So, but. With our um, talking about Wicked, I think we should bring Dorothy on. Yeah, definitely. Because Dorothy, who is um, the authoress, the author of Utterly Wicked, Curses, Hexes, and Other Unsavory Notions, and one of our absolute favorite people, um, if we're going to talk about curses, we absolutely have to talk to Dorothy about that. So welcome, Dorothy. Thank you so much for having me. How are y'all? Doing great. Better now that you're here. Oh. <laughs> I'm already on the show. You don't have to kiss my ass. Oh, I do it all the time. Yeah, really we do it off the show, Dorothy. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so, as we were talking about the movie Wicked, which of course you've seen. Mm-hmm. Oh, not the movie, the book. Of course yes, you've read. Yes, I've read. I've read. I have an um, autographed copy. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. Of course you do. What What am I What am I thinking? Um now was that was that an interesting when you first read it was that an, was that an interesting perspective for you to take on that? You know, it it it, it really really was. Um, I um, you know once I got into it, I I loved it, and anyone who reads it can't help but cheer Elphaba on <clears throat> and go ew, you know, at the other <laughs> at, at, right. at Glenda, you know, and and and, and so on and so forth. Um, yeah, I think I think it was a book of cursing too. Mhm. In in subtle ways. It both both of them. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, tell me, I, you know, tell me some of the subtle ways you you think it was a part cursing. Well, y- you know, I I with 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 the movie the the Wizard of Oz, I I don't think that most people who are not magical people see that. That's that's to start with, and that makes the whole thing subtle. All the manipulation, all the the interfering with things they had no business interfering with. Mm-hmm. You know, when when you create hardships for other people, that in itself is a form of cursing. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but the way the movie is pr- presented, you you never really see the hardships that. Or, or, or most people don't don't you know really take a hard look at the hardships that that the wicked witch is facing. Right. Even even the wizard is facing. You, you know the 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 great Oz. 
uh, did not, put, you know, put himself out there to be the great Oz. Those people made him the great Oz. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he 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 came in his balloon quite by accident, landed there, and they thought because he was flying through the air, you know, he must be a wonderful wizard. <laughs> And so he was forced into to, to that position, and I think, you know, he had the most to lose. <laughs> right. He was on that really rickety pedestal that, that is a very, very long fall. Yes, yes. Because it's, uh, it's I think, and I do think cursing, um, when you, you can curse somebody by um, painting a, a fantastic picture of them. You know, and this is why I tell people, don't don't put your public figures on pedestals. And you know, and, and, and sometimes, you know, people will come to me and they'll go, Oh Dorothy, you know, you changed my life, blah, 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 blah and so on and so forth and I'll tell them right quick, Don't don't put me up there. I'm clumsy. I'm gonna fall down and you're gonna be crushed when I do. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a normal everyday person. Mm-hmm. And most of your public figures, you know, uh, m- most of, of the people who who others see as celebrities are just normal people. But their fans are just aghast I when we, they, they do something normal, you know? Right. But I also think we do this in looking for heroes in our own lives. Um, I think that's a natural thing that happens in work situations, in love situations, that um, we put somebody in a hero place because uh, we're looking for a hero. To we, I should have found that song. So I'm looking for a hero. I think that's a song. But anyway, we're looking for somebody to save us from something. Mm-hmm. And and even Dorothy's um, uh, struggle um, in, uh, down the yellow brick road, she was looking for someone to save her. Yeah. And nobody can. You have that's to do exactly it. right. You have to do it yourself. Now, utterly wicked. Which you, I know, I love it when this first came out. You got a little bit of flack, although now people use it as a go-to. Um, but what brought you to writing Utterly Wicked? Um, you know, I was I was really pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody stole money from me, <laughs> and and it it wasn't you know, and it, it wasn't so much that they they stole my wallet. They simply covered up the the fact that they owed me money. Mm-hmm. And that really pissed me off. And so I sat down one morning and I was really just trying to write out my frustrations. Because sometimes, you know, when when you're pissed, you you have to to take a breath and go, "Oh, you know, am I right in this? You know, what, you know, what can I do about this?" blah 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 blah. Maybe I need to sit down and write it out. And just see if I'm justified or not. And, you know, I decided I was. And then this great idea hit me. I could turn this into a book, and I could weave a curse against those folks right through the manuscript. And that's exactly what I did. Well, that's creative. <laughs> I thought it was. Yes. I thought that was just wicked as hell, you know. And <laughs> Interesting. So, yeah, because uh, you know, as I as I got into to writing it, and I have to tell y'all now, I really had to stay mad to write this. Um, I in in the middle of it, I was about halfway through the manuscript, and my husband uh, was celebrating twenty five years 
with the, the, the company for, for, for which he works. And so they sent us, as, as a 25-year uh, anniversary thing, they sent us to Hawaii for two weeks, all expenses paid. Mm-hmm. So I go to Hawaii. I'm all relaxed. I'm all happy. I come back. I turn on my computer. I sit down to finish the Spanish script, and I discover that I can't do it because I'm not mad anymore. <laughs> there's something about those tropical breezes and, and having pineapple with every every meal that kind of yanked it right out of me. <laughs> and And so I had to sit down and think about everything in my life that had pissed me off. And I mean, really think about it, and get and work oh. myself up into a wall-eyed fit to finish that that book. I like I love your to a wall-eyed fit. That's a, yeah. that's a good that's a good word right there. <laughs> <laughs> now I and there's a couple of points in your book, and I couldn't I didn't outline all of them, but I just wanted to get the gist um, for everyone. Is you talk about when to curse and when not to curse, and you have kind of a self check. Um, before different curses. I, I think even before, almost before all of them, if it's time to curse or not curse. Okay, and I and I knew you were going to ask me that, and I don't have that sitting right in front of no, no, me. No, just the gist of it, just the, 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 the process. I mean, like you, you the know, thought process. I, I, I think to start with, uh, you need to make sure you didn't do it to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes... Um, we we curse ourselves unwittingly. Um, for for example, you, you get ready to go on vacation, and you get in the car, and you back out, and you think, hmm, I hope I don't have a flat tire. Well, you know what? Chances are, before you get where you're going, you're going to have one. Yeah, but never ask what else could happen. Exactly. Never exactly. ask what Next. You know, I don't even believe in saying, okay, I've hit rock bottom because the only place is up, because I'm telling you somebody in the cosmos is going to pop you on the head with a two-by-four and say, oh, you thought this was rock bottom, honey? You ain't seen shit yet. Yeah. trouble. Yeah. So, you know, you, you need to, to, to make sure that it's not something that you've done to yourself or it's not the product of your own faulty decision-making. Because when you start throwing out a curse, if it is, then you're going to throw that nasty crap on yourself. You've already got nasty crap. You don't need any more. So right. the other thing is I think I think you need to, to really stop and outline the, the situation in your head. You know, is cursing this person going to give you the results you want? For example... You know, I, I think, and I just had a horrible experience with a car dealership, and somebody said, oh, and you didn't curse them. But but we'll talk about that maybe later, okay? <laughs> the, the, um, the, the, the deal is, you know, with, with, with people who have lost the person they think was the love of their life, and that person has moved on and gone to somebody else, okay? Women are really bad about this. They say, that bitch stole my man. And, you know, and I want something done. You know, I want her curse. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Well, the fact of the matter is that bitch didn't steal your man. Okay. Your man probably couldn't keep his pants zipped up. That was the problem. Mm -hmm. So now you have displaced anger. You have to remember that that other woman is probably going to be the victim too because if he did it to you, I mean, if he, you know, if he does it with you, he's going to do it to you. 
Right. So doing something to, to this other woman is not going to fix the situation. That's not going to bring him back. You know, to start with, you don't need him back, but that, but that's beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> but but, yeah. but doing something to her is not going to solve the problem. It's not going to give you the result that you want. So, you know, I think that, that cursing in that particular case is is a little ridiculous. Because the other thing is, what if you do something hor- horrible to, to this other person and he feels so sorry for her, that makes them closer? Mm-hmm. Because you know that can backfire too, right? So, so you know, I, I I think one of the main things is that you really need to look at what it was you wanted, and see if cursing is going to bring that to you. And if it's not, then you need to go back to the drawing board and see what will you know make it manifest. Don't you think a lot of times cursing, like what you're talking about with writing this book, is is a dumping? You're dumping a lot of anger out of you. Yes. Um, you're dumping your frustration out of you, and especially when you feel powerless. Yes. And so um, that's a great time to, to stop for a second and um, take your own inventory, saying, did I make did I make myself? Like you said, is, is this something I did to myself? But I think that's why, you know, cursing feels so appealing because when, I, when I'm whipped up, I am whipped up, and nothing mm-hmm. shy of of a cathartic release is going to get me back down to earth. And I think well, that's what we look at a little. You know, I again, I think you're right. Um, but but is you know, but by the same token, um, I um, so you know, sometimes you you do something and you think it's going to be a cathartic release, and when you're done, you don't feel any better <laughs> <laughs> because because you still haven't rectified the situation. No, and and you know I I do think that that cursing does have its place. You know, um, my husband was harping on me. We're gonna talk about this car dealership for a second. Um, he he was harping on me that I needed a new car. Well, I loved my car. I had a convertible. It was actually a collector's item. They didn't make it anymore. It had brand new tires on it and brand new brakes on it that didn't even have 500 miles on it, and it was a 2008 model that only had 50,000 miles on it. So, you know, you, you walk into a dealership, you think you've got a bargaining chip. Now, to start with, they don't have what I want on the lot, but they can get it for me. Okay, that that's fine. And But the the salesperson starts out with uh, with the base price of the car, at $2,000 more than the manufacturer's website lists it for. So I had to make him go to the manufacturer's website and look. Then he wants to give me um, $500 less for my trade-in than um, just a car that, that that particular car in fair condition would have listed for. Oh, so it was way lower than you should have gotten. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so I have to keep reminding him stuff, and then I made him go over to Kelly Blue Book and look. Mm-hmm. Now I, I think the the fact of the matter is that a lot of of car salespeople don't realize that their customers now are a little more savvy and, and better informed than they used to be oh, 30 years ago. Okay. Especially when Dorothy walks onto the lot. Okay. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, because I know what I want, and I don't want to haggle all day. And besides that, it's Super Bowl Sunday, and I want to get home to watch the game. So, 
anyhow, you know, things th- you know, things rock on. And um then he tells me he starts to to look for this vehicle for for me and he's looking in both Virginia and Maryland and he tells me he can't get it in the color that I want anywhere in those two states. But if I want to order one it'll be about three or four months. Well I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm either gonna do it today or I'm not gonna do it. So anyhow So now he's trying to talk me into a color that I don't want. And it's like, hell no. And to start with, I'm paying cash for it, which used to be a good thing, which is not a good thing anymore because they they make more money if you don't pay cash for it. Right. So there's a big hassle. So finally I'm pissed off, and I get up to leave. And so now he talks to his sales manager. So they wind up finding me the car. Oh, miracle. Yeah, less an option that I thought I wanted, okay, but, but but it was okay. I was willing to do that. But then they weren't sure that, that they could still find, you know, find the color and there was all this hassle. So, but everything is fine, finally, I buy the car. I can pick it up the next day. They, they call me. They tell me it's going to be ready in an hour. I wait an hour and a half, and then I go down there to make sure. Because I know what, I used to work at a dealership, I know, okay, and I don't want to wait all day. I get down there, it's still not ready, and I have to wait an hour. When I get, when I finally see the car, it's missing a valve stem cover. No. We're you know, we're not playing that, that game. Then I get in it, it's only got half a tank of gas. Well we're not playing that game either. <laughs> now, what they should have done is taken it to the gas station. No, they have me drive the salesman down to the gas station for him to fill it up. <laughs> I get home and I realize that I don't have any floor mats. I look at my window sticker. I'm supposed to have floor mats. I call. My salesman doesn't even miss a beat when I tell him that I don't have floor mats. He says immediately, my sales manager said that model didn't come with floor mats. I said, I beg to differ. He says, my sales manager, I said, I don't give a damn what your sales manager said. I'm looking at the damn window sticker. It says I have floor mats. I drive back to the dealership. He comes out and he brings me pale gray floor mats, which do not match my interior. I have a black interior. <laughs> he says, oh, you wanted the, I said, that won't do. He says, oh, you wanted the black floor mats? I said, yes, I do. So another 20 minutes, and then he tells me that, oh, he doesn't know what happened to the floor mats, but he's going to have to order them. I can pick them up tomorrow, Wednesday. Now, you know, at this point, I'm pretty pissed. I've been mm-hmm. pleasant this whole time, but now I'm pissed. Now, do you think I should have cursed them? No. No, I don't either. But there were people who heard that little story that thought I should have. No. You know, I I had a choice. I could have walked out of there. Mm-hmm. I, no, I could have thrown a fit... Now, I am getting a free tank of gas out of this, but it's going to take me forever to run out of gas because this is a hybrid. So, <laughs> but, um, y- you, know, uh, these, you know, these things sh- should never have happened. And, yes, their, their salespeople certainly need to be retrained. Right. But, but I had choices. I could have thrown a fit. I could have walked out. I could have insisted that they they give me that option that that they couldn't find that they had it installed for me. I you know I could have insisted on that to do it at their charge. 
there were a lot of things I could have done. But but cursing them was not going to bring me all the things I wanted. Right. Okay. On that note, we have to take a break. And we will come back to the story and we'll talk about the um, when to curse and when not to curse. So, everybody, hang on to your hats. Um, and while you're listening to our next musical selection, hey, take a visit to CoventryCreations.com and um, we will see you in a flash. When
And welcome back to Keep It Magic. I'm Jackie Smith, and I'm here with Storm Sestavani, the smartest man in the universe. And he is my amil- amazing and brilliant, a million, which would be the new word, host, co-host, partner on Keep It Magic. And remember, for more information on past shows, upcoming shows, um, lots and lots of articles and fun stuff, check out keepitmagic.com. It's always growing and moving and changing to fit whatever need you have. It's kind of like the website of requirement. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> so we were chatting with Dorothy about to curse or not to curse, um, especially the the dealership. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Dorothy, you you had a bit of an experience, and you had more of an experience of frustration, maybe a little incompetence, maybe a little little. Uh, um, I find when salespeople are not doing the best they can, they're not they're not enjoying the sale that they're making with you it's because there's there's a they have their own hidden agenda they have their own issues behind the scenes well yeah they do and you know obviously i wasn't enjoying the experience i was having either right you know you know i finally told this guy look buddy you know i i've realized that you only make money if you sell a car and i don't mind feeding your family but i am not going to feed your family for an entire year <laughs> He did yes. not find that amusing. No. No, and and I I find that you know when when this is happening when when you get so uber frustrated with someone, it is usually because your agendas are not meeting. Exactly. Uh, your agendas are not meeting, and and so when before we were we we're on air with the show and as we we're prepping for it, Storm and I talked about a lot of curses in the Bible, which is like kind of the point of it in many ways. So, um and in the in Kabbalah they talk about the major cursing and, and of course that is verboten. Um so Storm, what are some of the um what is the curse that you were talking about initially uh the pulsa denora. Basically what the pulsa denora is is that it's a Kabbalistic curse in which the individual who is performing the curse basically brings down the angels to perform the wrath of God on the individual. Now, what wrath of God means Kabbalistically, um, you know, most people when they hear wrath of God, you know, that they immediately start seeing fire and brimstone and, you know, porch to pitchforks and, you know, demons and diabolical things. Um, what the wrath of God means is the effect of your particular actions, you know, the laws of cause and effect. And basically what the pulsa genora does is it brings the effect at a much more quicker rate than normally would be. Um, but basically you do the particular curse, and then you just let God do what it is that he needs to do. So that's kind of like a hybrid between giving it over to your higher power, giving it over to the universe, and being the judge and the jury yourself. Yeah. And the, the thing the, the thing here is it's a little bit different with with like the pulse of Tenora. If the individual that you're doing it upon is a righteous individual, um, meaning they're following a spiritual system, they're doing the best that they can do, um, uh, they're at least attempting to try, and they're not doing things with malice of forethought. Um, pretty much, the pulse of Tenora is not going to do much to them. Huh. So. 
So it's got a back door, is, is, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, it, it's got a back door. I mean, it would be just like, you know, somebody trying to, to curse Dorothy. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, it may, Dorothy may be sitting in her, you know, little knitting chair, knitting or cleaning out her closets. But, you know, basically um, uh, what is going to happen is, you know, she'll say, hmm, I'm feeling a little bit strange right now. I think I need to do me a little reversible candle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, you no. are the smartest guy in the universe. You know, so, <laughs> um, so, you know, basically it is the same. You know, for example, I don't think that necessarily, and Dorothy, you, you can comment on this, I don't think that necessarily you can just curse somebody just because, you know, you have a hair up your butt that day, okay? Um, I don't necessarily know how effective that would be. Um, uh uh, you know, be, and the main reason that I think that is because maybe the person didn't earn what it is that you're trying to hit them with. Well, you know, I, I am gonna, I, I am going to to take a um, point out a different side to that. You sure. know, just because somebody didn't know the gun was loaded doesn't mean their best friend isn't dead. Mm-hmm. Okay, and <clears throat> you know, accident aside. You know, the end result was was still the same. Um, I I think that magic always works. If it didn't always work, it wouldn't be magic. Yeah. So so I I do think that that if you you curse somebody, I think it always works. Um, y- you know I um. But, you know, with this with this particular curse that that you're talking about. You know, with you know having a, the, the the back door, I yeah. I think that's that's great because we don't always you know sometimes we're so pissed off we don't always look at everything, and sometimes you know we have displaced anger, and so we curse the wrong person, and so I think in in those kinds of cases if you know I. People who are always extremely angry always need to do a curse for the back door. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, uh, you know. Aside from that, if you're cursing a magical practitioner, if you're sending them bad shit, they've got enough sense to have shields up. Yeah. And this crap, you know, and so you throw up your shield, and this this shit runs back and forth, gaining momentum, like you know, a cosmic ping pong game. And eventually well, somebody I mean, I mean what it reminds me of, Dorothy, is that you're mad at your best friend because she didn't bring the proper cheesecake over to you. So you mm-hmm. uh, so so you curse her because of it. And then the next day the things are fine. Well, yeah. it, it, you have to be really um, – cursing is best served cold. Mm-hmm. Meaning wait till you are done being really hot about the situation, and, and then you can say, is it time to curse or not? Yeah, you know, I, and I, you know, I think you're right. I think livid pissed drives it, but <laughs> I'll, but, but you know what? If I'm going to curse somebody, to start with, I don't like egg on my face mm-hmm. at all. Right. And so I have to know I'm right, not just that I'm justified. Uh, you know, I have to have all the facts in hand, and this is why I generally wait way longer than than most people do before I actually do something. You know, yeah. one time, you know, it was a hell of a curse, but one time it took me four years to get to that point because mm-hmm. I had to know for sure for, for 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 my own sanity that, you know, that I was right and I had all the facts in hand and, and they were indisputable. Um, 
But, um, you know, I, I think it's, I think cursing is most effective when you do it in that ice cold rage. I think right. it's so much better than that hot rage. Mm-hmm. Now, when is the time? Here's a big question: Is that you know, as as a, a IT storm all the time? I'm a lazy witch, and so I don't want to work that hard. Um, I would rather speed up, you know, just do whatever it takes to speed up whatever whatever they need to have in their world to get out of mine. Um, and one of the curses that Storm taught me is that you wish them everything they ever wanted. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, you know, you know, my favorite one does have a back door, and it's it's simply a spoken cur- curse, and it goes like this: May you be forced to eat from the same plate as that from which you serve your guests. Yeah, there you go. And so, you know, if they're not doing anything. They're okay. But if they are, then, you know, they, they get it full force. They get exactly what they're dishing out. Now, one of the things that I just remember um, a, a good friend of mine reading your book, She there's something that she wants. There is a location that she wants to put her store in, and there's already somebody in that location, and that person is not doing anything with that location, literally has been closed for months. And and as she was taking her own inventory on this, because she was ready to hot foot him right out there, she goes, you know what? That's me pushing my agenda where it actually doesn't belong. And hmm. and it was it was an interesting. Her saying, you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna let this happen in the right time, and that's what that's the energy that she was moving with, rather than trying to curse somebody out so she can move in. Because I think when you when you really push in your own agenda, you have really no good reason but your own greed and want. Well, but but you know what, um, you know it it depends on what you how you define greed, or how you define desire. Um, <clears throat> you know, the the thing is, I think she could have gotten that person out of there without cursing them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Little hot foot powder would have done it, and that didn't curse anybody. Well, I think she still she still didn't have to lease that that location. I I love doing on, on things like that. Sometimes when it seems like you're going to curse somebody or push your own agenda, again, it's uh, being lazy. I find it's much easier to help them find a brand new opportunity that's super exciting for them. Well, you know, it is. But but isn't all magic about your own agenda? I was about to say, I think that we really have to be careful with these words like desire and agenda because basically we all have desire. Um, you know, we wouldn't be nothing. We wouldn't strive towards anything if we didn't have desire. I think it's what we do with that particular desire that matters. So, if this individual that you were talking about, Jackie, actually mm-hmm. wanted the particular store so that she could do a lot of good things and nice things, things for the community and share her particular knowledge with people and um, create some form of uh, enjoyable experience for other people, I see no problem there in regards to poofing and th- thunder alleying that person right on away. Thunder Alley, Tornado Alley, honey. Tornado, Tornado Alley, Alley, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's thunder cool. Alley is a is a is a like a a car show. 
But yeah, <laughs> tornado alley them right on away. You know the. Uh, but I think that you know it, 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 in the con the converse, it basically what you wanted to do is that you just wanted this shop so that you could sit on it and not use it for some form of practical reason. Uh, why bother? Well, here's a, here's my one of my theories about cursing, uh, and about the, the moral obligations within magic. Is it's up to you? Does it sit well within your um, moral and value code? Okay, you know I agree with that. Um, you know I think if it makes you feel guilty, hmm, mm-hmm. you shouldn't have done it. Yeah, right. Because that's when it's going to backfire on you real bad. <clears throat> well, yeah, because you make it backfire. And of course, yeah. this is a whole whole nother show. But you know, I don't believe that there's some deity up there that's handing out karma cookies. Okay, we uh-huh. give ourselves karma. Uh-huh. You know, when when we feel guilty about something, we've given ourselves bad karma. True. And that's and that's what the weight of that guilt feels like. You know, um, when we feel good about something, then we give ourselves good karma. So, you know, I think I think that's another thing about about cursing. You know, if it's going to make you feel guilty or you go, oh, I just want to blah, 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 I don't really want to hurt them, then you know what? Cursing is not for you. Yeah. <laughs> Period. It, it, and it's okay. Right. right. And I find personally um, I don't like to be judgment on other people. I'm Well, you know, I've got all that freaking Libra going on in my rising. So I can see every side of it. Mm-hmm. And that's my that's my take. That's my um, workaround is um, as I can see too many sides of it. So what I do is I say, okay, this is what I want, or this is um, I want you out of my life, or you know, I, I open the doors in different ways to that, yeah. and, and I don't go for the direct assault because I suck at the direct assault. I've never been good at the direct assault. And so it's um it's that raspberry jam theory. You always get a little on yourself. And so but, that, but, but you know what, Jackie? That 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 direct assault thing, it's a practiced art. Okay? <laughs> and I'm so glad that, that you don't feel the need to practice it. <laughs> we feel safer in our beds, Jackie, now. <laughs> yes, yes, we Dorothy do. Dorothy and I now only have to watch out for each other. <laughs> right. But, but right. I find but I find personally when I um, when I give it over, and I don't just give it over to some mamby pamby energy over there. I got some heavy hitters that I build relationships with, and I give it to them. Mm-hmm. And once I give it to them, who I see stuff happening. I say I don't know what to do. I don't know what the best course of action is. This I just know that I am in danger, and I need your assistance. Mm-hmm. And I and, surrender and it. You know, and that's a smart thing to to do. People who instead leave it up to the universe are fools. Because True. because because the universe is is a mindless vehicle, and it's going to take the point of least resistance. So you know, I I think if you're going to leave it up to something or someone, your best thing is to have developed some some relationship with. With, with specific deities and give it over to them then. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also important to remind them that you are their child. Yes. And 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 look what these folks have done to you. <laughs> um, Always had your best. <laughs> now, you know, we, we've had um, – Star and I had some great conversations before the show about how um, – 
you know, we're coming up on our break, but I just want to start start building for our last segment here, um, is that when you are cursing, when you say, okay, it's time to pull out the big guns and pull out Utterly Wicked and flip to the back where the nasty ones are and figure out what kind of curse we're going to throw at somebody who may be, you know, doing damage in your neighborhood or the, the drug dealers who set up in the house next to you or things like that, um, your judgment, your judging, you're, you have put yourself in a, in a place of judgment, and is that is that where you need to be in judgment and protect, or or do you need to say I'm in protection mode, or do you need to say I might need to help the situation versus judge the situation, and then, maybe but maybe you're not judging it, maybe you're only looking at facts. Mhm. You know, so 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 maybe that that's something you know we need to talk about too. Are you judging? Are you looking at facts? And what do you think the difference is between those two? Well, you know, facts are finite. You know, three times three is equal to nine. That's, you know, and and there's no way you're ever going to change that. Right. So that's a fact. So, I, you know, I look at this this fact. I have $9 in my wallet. That means I can't spend 10, period. Okay? <laughs> so, you know, you look at facts. Okay? Now, you know, judgment is is when you look at a situation with your own spin. That's a very good point. So, so you know, I I, 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 I agree with I agree with you, Dorothy. I think that the, the the word judicious is probably the appropriate one here. Um, when you are being judicious, it means that you've taken your own personal feelings out of it and are only looking at the meal cold on a plate. Um, uh, when you're being judgmental, that means that there's something inside that is percolating. Um, uh, you know, whether your own beliefs or your own thought processes or whether your own um, value system or uh, your own tastes, there's there's always a value system involved with it. I will tell you, each time that I've approached things through the world of judgment, it's never worked out in my favor. <laughs> Ever. Well, yeah. that's because, you know, judgment is based on your truth, and the truth is the truth as each person sees it. Yes. Yep, the, the, the truth is very, very subjective. And it's built on, again, our own point of view, our own experiences, our own emotional reactions. And that's why if if you find it's time to, the drug dealers moved in next door down the street and, and you're worried about your safety and the safety of your family mm-hmm. and you want to get them the hell out of there, again, don't go, um, I think the the best option is to go in cold. Mm-hmm. Well, I wrote, I wrote a lot about it with, uh, interestingly enough, what I wrote about for the month of February, Dorothy, was um, radical acceptance. Um, I read that. Yeah, and it's a therapeutic term, uh, you know, which I think that many uh, uh, businesses are rather borderline. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I decided, you know, I can, uh, you know, do a little bit of a business DBT here. Um, but radical acceptance is, you know, really looking at the situation in a way in which I think that you can respond to it appropriately. And I think that possibly the process of looking at radical acceptance before you make the decision of whether or not that you're solution to your problem is cursing is probably the best way to go. I think so, too. I think so, too. You know, radical acceptance would involve, you know, with your uh, scenario with the the woman that, you know, feels that uh, 
her boyfriend that got together with another month, a woman three months later, stole their boyfriend, okay? Um, radical acceptance is the relationship was not working to begin with. Well, right. exactly. You, you know, and I know we've got to go to break, but but just really quick, when um, when my ex-husband and I broke up, and he, he had started this affair with the girl na- next door, and they were both being so, so ugly to me, and I was like, on the hill. The only place I could find to live was on the hill that overlooked my old house and hers. Oh, and so, so one day, they pulled a stunt that really pissed me off, and I took my trash, and I dumped it on her front lawn, my, you know, my trash bag. And she says, what the hell are you doing? And I said, oh, honey, you liked my leftovers and trash. I didn't think you'd mind taking this, too. And I drove off. <laughs> now, that wasn't a curse, but you know what? That made me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> So, so sometimes, you know, you know, you need that kind of a direct approach instead of a curse. Because really and truly, I was blessed not to have the, the jackass anymore. Right. Well, don't you feel that, that in your um, visceral anger, anger reaction um, that you almost don't need to do much more because that can potentially be an attack right there? Well, um, yeah. You're sending that energy right out to, to whomever it is that... Um, that you're you're talking with. I mean, if I'm really living with somebody, they know. They're squirming in their seat. I am not keeping that stuff on lockdown. Well, you shouldn't because you'll explode otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, yes. And and I know when someone's mad at me, too. Yeah. And, and it's funny, over here at Coventry, we've had conversations with staff going, okay, just so you know, you're working with a bunch of sensitives. Whether whatever level of psychic, everybody becomes sensitive once they work here. So everybody knows when you're talking about them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good it was, point. It was really a, a wake-up call for everyone. Well, we are at the point where we need to take one more break. So everybody hold your horses, and um, we will be right back. And don't forget, we've got lots of magical tips and fun candle magic coming up in the next segment.
feeling this bumping and gunning like ain't nobody ever seen. Matter of fact, I seen a woman all up in my dream. Whipping and flipping and stacking and slapping, I'm attacking after she back it up and make it draw. After I met her, I told her David Goet is on the track, baby girl, don't stop. Keep it going, you never know when somebody's gonna throw a couple dollars. Got a pocket full of hundred dollar bills, ludicrous, Mr. Make a Woman holler. And every night on the floor, putting on a Welcome back to Keep It Magic with Jackie Smith and Storm Sestavani. We are on every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Western Time, and as Storm says, every hour in between. If you enjoyed the show and you don't want to miss another, hit the like button at the top of the Blog Talk radio page. And even if you're on the go, grab the Blog Talk app and you can listen to us while you're on the treadmill. Right, Storm? How <laughs> You can also listen to the Keep It Magic archives on keepitmagic.com, keepitmagic.com, or subscribe to us through iTunes. Um, and you can, in the search box, type Keep It Magic, hit the podcast button, and then subscribe. This show is made possible by your patronage to our sponsor. Check them out at coventrycreations.com, where magic is always happening. And you might want to hit it real quick because we're going to talk about the different cursing and uncursing candles that we have in the Wicked Witch Mojo line that we do with Dorothy Morrison. And um, we have a few. It's a good line. It's a good line. We have, um, and I think one of our favorites is Poof, right, Dorothy? You know, I, I love that because that's not actually, I, you know, I think this is uh, a candle for people who, um kind of cringe at the words curse and hacks. It's a banishing candle. So if you just want somebody or something out of your life, poof is the way to go with that. It works on so many wonderful levels as a banishing you, candle. Um I uh I have um clients who use the incense at protests mm-hmm. to be, when when protests are bothering them, uh, like they're backing up traffic and all this kind of stuff, they, they carry so, the stuff in their car and and they light a stick <laughs> and things begin to disperse. It's hysterical. It's great. So the, you know the the um, west the west um what is that church the west Borough. Oh, 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 the, the horrible Baptist people. Church. Yeah, yeah, um, the, the horrible people who, who protest at military funerals and so on and so forth. Right, um, right. Yeah, yeah. That you know, um, there are a lot of, um, of of metaphysical people who are up in arms about that. I think everyone should be up in arms about it. But 
But anyway, yeah, they they actually buy tons of the poof incense and take it with them. And um, and if you're if you're going to do that, you need to grab it now because Coventry Creations has taken the incense back to the drawing board, so you might not be able to get it later in a, in about a month. So yes, just just indeed. throw that out there as we're talking about the incense and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and um, you know, poof is good is good for a lot of things. You know, oils, um, which. We, you probably need to make an announcement about that too, but but um, the the oils are are really uh, good for eliminating problems in your home because you you can do things with them like um, put a dab on the light bulbs in your home, like on your lamps and so on and so forth, and because every time you turn that lamp on, that that brings that all through your living area. Um, you you know if you're having trouble with uh, you know because we're we're talking about poof now, but if you're having trouble with um, folks like in, in the workplace and 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 this kind of thing, and you want them to leave you alone so you can just do your job, um, clothes that like like your lingerie or your underwear, when you put that in the dryer. Put a sock in there, a clean sock in there with a dab of poof on it, and 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 let that uh, permeate your your underwear before you go to work. You know, uh, it yeah. You know, it's just great stuff. Now, now, just just what Dorothy was talking about now with the oils is that what Coventry is doing is we have had issues with keeping our bottle supplier supplying us with bottles. And so as we have a, a special bottle that, that doesn't leak in shipping, um, we have put that one back at the drawing board so we can bring that to you at um, a, a better price, better quality, better packaging, et cetera. So the incense and the oils are going to take a little vacation for a little while, but that means that we can bring back some of the other stuff that, that may have, we have, may have retired. But um, on the Wicked Witch Mojo candles, we have um, Flying Monkeys, Sucks to be you, um, making tracks, out of my way. Those are all excellent for um, for getting your point across and being that aggressive, projective magic. Yeah, the, you know the, the the flying monkeys is excellent for protection. Um, and you know it it really does work in spades. You know, I would suggest anyone who is, say, moving house, you know, if you're moving into a new place, <clears throat> the first thing you, you ought to, to do when you get your stuff in there is, you know, burn one of those flying monkey's candles to help protect, you know, all the, all the people in, that are in that, that living space and all your stuff because, you know, it's fabulous. Um, the It sucks to be you. You know, if you really are going to pull out the, the big guns and curse somebody, it sucks to, to to be you. Really does that job well. Uh, one of the things that I love most about it is it smells heavenly. It does. It's very deceptive. Very deceptive. Um, Killing you softly I, I, with sweet smells, right there. <laughs> that, well, well, exactly. And, you know, I um, you know somebody ordered some, and then I realized that they. Had it smells so good they dabbed some on and it was like oh no oh no you you take a shower and spritz yourself down with salt water immediately get that off of you 
because that's part of the magic that it that it smells so, so heavenly you want to wear it yourself. So you know don't don't go there <laughs> because because it really does mess with people, which is you know is its purpose. And um, the one that's coming back is shut your mouth. I love that, and I'm so glad it's coming back. Um, it, it, me too, because it is it is the candle that does the job. That and and the hoodoo gossip stop. That's what it's. Those are what they're for. Ferme la bouche. Uh huh. It's better than a slap in the mouth. It really. Is. It really is. And and sometimes that's what you just. Um, with cursing, you don't necessarily need to go all out. You just need to push, give a little push, and most people back down with a little push, a little redirection. <clears throat> Well, you know they they do especially um, if they're bullies. Mm-hmm. You know I've uh, you know I've noticed that about bullies because most bullies are um, well. You know one of the reasons that that they, they they become bullies is because they feel powerless, and so this is their power. But what they're really like is a little chihuahua on the other side of a hurricane fence yipping at. Rottweiler, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, you, and you, you know, and you take the, the the fence down, and then it, you know, it runs very quick under the house. Yep. Before the that. Rottweiler can, can get them, so so sometimes just a little nudge, just a mild confrontation, will will stop this in its tracks. Yeah, and so that you know, that's a really good point of when to curse and when not to curse. Is you, you can build on it. You know, I always say that there's a couple different levels. There's there's you know bad mouth and the evil eye and 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 there's you know hexing somebody or jinxing somebody and then there's straight up cursing somebody. So there's different levels that that you can take it to that um, to to get somebody to stop what's going on. I mean, sometimes again, the, you know, if if the crack house moves next door or on your block or somewhere um, where you don't want to see it. You don't necessarily need to do a whole curse. You can just jinx them a little because they will go. If you put if you put a a law attraction like right on their doorstep, they, and all of a sudden the cops are driving by all the time, for some reason they'll just move. Well, you know they they will. One of the things that that I love to do, and around Halloween you you can find these like at at your little arts and crafts your local arts and crafts stores. These little Wooden hex shaped coffins that are unpainted, I'm, oh, you know, yeah. and they cost almost nothing. And I buy a ton of those. And and what I love to do with those is I'll paint them black, and I'll take a couple of chicken bones, like wing bones or uh, drumstick bones or you know what, what whatever, and I will um, make a, a a cross with them and tie that that together with a black ribbon and toss it in, in and Put on somebody's doorstep. <laughs> this is when they curse themselves because it scares the hell out of them. Yep. You don't need to do much. You just need to make it look scary. Yeah, that's right. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> you know, the the, the 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 scariest thing that you're actually going to do is putting it on their doorstep without them coming out asking what the hell you're doing. Okay, <laughs> but, but I mean, you know, right up on, you know, right up in front of their their front door. So when they open that door, that's the first thing they say. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a brilliant move right there. Now, 
Dorothy, you have a site filled with lots of goodies called WickedWitchStudios.com. Yes. And on there you have all the candles, incense, and oils that you carry, but you also have beautiful um, uh, altar cloths that you do. You have my favorite mug that I have at my desk all the time. Aww. um, You have have a lot of great Dorothy Morrison stuff, as well as all of your books. So if you're looking for a copy of Utterly Wicked and you want to you want to stay local or stay close, definitely ask your local store for it. But also you can go to Wicked Witch Studios and grab it before you head over to Amazon. You know, hit up our girl and she'll send you a copy. Yes, I will. I'd be <laughs> delighted to. Autograph. So uh, this has been fun. This has been fun uh, chatting about curses. We could go on for months. About. <laughs> well, you know, any time the three of us get get together, though, we we talk on and on and on. <laughs> Save room for each other. It's hard to because we got lots to say, lots to say. So this has been um, has been a great show to uh, to share some of this information and and to you know explore it a little bit. If you can, if it can curse, it can cure. If it can cure, it can curse. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I always say when people say, oh, no, I'd never do that, I'd never do that, you have to recognize the shadow side of yourself, the darker side of yourself, the the um, the cursing, evil side of yourself. Know that it's there and recognize it. Well, you know, I, I think that when people finally recognize it is when they feel that their loved ones, their children are in danger. Mm-hmm. You know, this is when they they would really feel moved to do something. Mama bear comes out. Yeah, because that that's part of human nature. And you know, you can you can call that maternal instinct, or you can re- come to the realization that that's part of your dark side. We that tends to come out when we're in defense of another. You know, mm-hmm. I know that um, if someone messes with one of mine. Which of course includes both of you. Mm-hmm. Then, then the evil Jackie does come out and get scary. The evil redheaded stepchild becomes a parent. <laughs> yes, yes. And so, but but I think when we deny our dark side, when we deny our need for boundaries, when we deny our need um, to make sure that that we're protected or or that we have our own wants and desires, it then starts to own us. When we That's a very good start, point. When we say, oh, no, I always work in the I would never do anything like that. What happens is you start doing that. You start judge, being judgmental, and you start cursing people without you really even knowing that you're doing it by your actions. So when you own it, when you own your anger and, and you own these things and say, yep, that's me and I'm pissed, and and you find honesty and universal truth, then then um, if you curse, you do it on purpose. But and, mm-hmm. and there's times for it. Yep. There's times for it, especially when you're being the mama bear and somebody is messing with your child. But there's there's also, um, and Storm, we talked about this before, is that um, um, like we, when we open the show, like with, with Wicked, that different mm-hmm. perspective, just remember maybe yours isn't the only one. Yeah. Well, yeah, and you know, and a lot of people wind up being in the wrong place at the right time. And sometimes things appear to be one way, and they're not. 
things are seldom as they appear. And that's why I think that people really need to examine situations before they make a decision about which route they're going to go. Right. So revenge is always a dish best served cold. That's right. Says <laughs> well, we Emily are... Thorne every Sunday night at 9 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> So we have some good shows coming up for the rest of this month. Boy, this is going to be a busy month for us. We have um, not only am I going to be at Convocation in uh, uh, Troy, Michigan, or no, it's in Dearborn now, Dearborn, Michigan, towards the end of the month. And if you are interested in looking up at what Convocation is, it is um, a pagan convention, and you can go to convocation.org, and I'm teaching four classes there. Um, And that's, I think, in two weekends. Oh, I'm not even ready. Um, and I'm bending and bringing lots of good stuff. Um, and then, um, but as I'm getting ready, we're going to be doing a couple of really great shows because next week we're doing, we're going to start um, really uh, tearing into uh, Karen Berg's book, um, Does God Wear Lipstick, which is a, a Kabbalah book for women. And then on the 19th, we're going to start digging into At the Crossroads, or excuse me, we're going to start digging into Candle in the Crossroads by Orion Foxwood and start talking about um, some conjure, old-style conjure that comes from him, although it's not so old-style, it's more of a blend. And then on the 26th, which is right after convocation, we're going to be um, digging into um, being a better leader, um, a lapsed anarchist approach to being a better leader, and talking about kind of social consciousness and leading. So we've got a, we've got a few shows coming up that I think are going to be really interesting, and we're... we're um, Really taking it to a different perspective, aren't we, Storm? Yeah, definitely. So we are pretty much at the end of our show, aren't we? Yes. So oh, it's going so fast. I know. Thank it you really so does. Much. Thank you so much, Dorothy, for being with us. Well, thank you so much for having me, and I hope you'll have me back. I enjoyed myself thoroughly. Every time, every time. And, of course, you know, this is our tradition now, February. February yeah. is the month of Dorothy. <laughs> and February... February is the month of Dorothy on the CoventryCreations.com um, site. And um, and if you are in the Ferndale area, come on in to the Candlewick shop because we have lots of Dorothy goodness all over the place. So we want to thank everyone for being with us this afternoon. And we had a great time. We hope you did too. And you can listen to us again every Tuesday at 4 o'clock on the East Coast. Um, one o'clock, uh, 4 o'clock on the East Coast, 1 o'clock on the West Coast to get them all mixed up. Again, to reach Storm off the air, you can go to Psychic Friends Now or go to his fan page on Facebook, facebook.com slash astrogossip. And to reach me off the air, go to coventrycreations.com or you can um, go find me on Facebook under Jackie Smith or Coventry Creations. And make sure you check out our show website, keepitmagic.com. We're always adding new content, and we have some of the best metaphysical authors, Storm and Jackie, in the whole world. <laughs> And um, and we will see you next week. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Some days life feels perfect. Other days it just ain't working. The good, the bad, the right, the wrong, and everything in between. Just speak life.
thoughts just fall apart I do, I don't, I will, I won't It's like I'm drowning in the deep Well, it's crazy to imagine Words from my lips as the arms of compassion Mountains crumble with every syllable Hope can live or die So speak Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DGW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.